Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Fantasy Six-Pack Hour. With your hosts, Joe Bob. Ah, you're awful. <laughs> and A.J. Applegar. Sin Shu Chu. It's a mouthful. All right, all right. Welcome to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net. With me as usual, Mr. A.J. Abagarth. How's it going on, man? Ah, not too much, not too much. Another day, another beers to be drank, <laughs> yeah. some football to talk about. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a good day. We're good, we're good, we're good. All right, so tonight we're going to be talking some NFC South. Uh, so, talking about all that Tom Brady nonsense, whatever it is that they just did in the last couple of days. Holy cow. So, all right. Um, but before we do all that, let me... Uh, Remind you guys to hit that subscribe button, those follow, the likes, whatever it is. Leave those comments. We appreciate it, and uh, we thank you for that. And then, um, you know, I can't, I can't go any further without reminding everybody, guys, we have fantasy six-pack memberships now. Um, our rankings are behind them. We're going to put more stuff behind them. We have a draft cheat sheet behind it, along with the projections that help the cheat sheet. We also have... Uh, we're also going to be, uh, we have our discord channel, so you're going to have direct access to me, to AJ, to some of the other, uh, analysts on, on the site as well. Davis Pang and I are going to actually be doing a, an AMA this weekend. I'm doing mine on Friday. Uh, so you'll be able to ask your questions ahead of time and then I'll answer them Friday night. Davis is going to do it on Saturday for best ball. Mine's redraft. So, um, you know, get in on that, and then if you use promo code F, the number six P early, you get twenty five percent off. Uh, it's only going to be the first for the first hundred people who use that code, and then it's no longer available. So uh, take advantage of that. Um, I'm looking forward to talking to all of you on Discord. I really, really, really want to see that uh, see that going and, and, and get that get that rocking. So, all right. Without further ado, let's bring in our guest for the week, and it is Samantha Praviti. Hey, what's going on? What's up, guys? Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for coming on. Uh, You have been on the show before, so we are happy to have you back here. It's always a good time talking to you. Um, So, yeah, we're doing NFC South, and I kind of laughed when you did it. You were like, you kind of like delayed on picking your division and then like a couple of them went and you were like fine i'll i'll, I'll take the south and talk about my crappy panthers look <laughs> like, like you okay. have to understand that first of all i did not grow up a football fan 
And when I got into football, I was living in South Carolina and it happened to just like all the stars aligned. Like I was like, I was, I was getting into fantasy. I had Cam Newton on my team. It happened to be the year that he like became like the MVP and everything like that. And it was just like such exciting time to be a Panthers fan and no that's not like some fair weather thing because I have stuck with him now since then so (laughs) but you have to understand that I went from like that was that was the peak like I peaked too early and now it's just been all all downhill from there so hey I am a born into you know now the commanders I no longer root for them because I can't stand Snyder but (laughs) I mean talking about peaking too early like I haven't seen him do anything (laughs) since I was like what 10 and, you know 1992 let's be real like that's the last time anything good happened to them they might have won a division here and there but uh mr scampers thinks the panthers are winning the division. so there you go um, i love the optimism gotta gotta <laughs> love that kind of stuff <laughs> all right so that's gotta uh, stick together <laughs> all right well before we jump into things here let's do our favorite segment beer of the week mm, beer all right, Samantha, what do you have for us tonight? So I'm super lame. I am currently staying at my parents' house in Providence, Rhode Island. Uh, yeah, and I woke up at 3 in the morning. So I am drinking a Spindrift's uh, seltzer, also known as a non-alcoholic white cloth. So uh, sadly, no, no beer for me tonight. There's no beer in this house. Uh, but uh, I'm drinking, you know, in, you know, in spirit. Next time, next time. all right aj what about you man all right uh i am drinking one of the new brews that i picked up on sunday um after the the birthday party for my daughter we went to a a brewery down in baltimore called uh nepenthe i guess or nepenthe brewing co this is the alpacas fracas so I saw you check in a few. I'm guessing you it's got crazy a, uh, alpacas. Whoa. You, you were like drinking your first pint super fast after that birthday party, which no, I wouldn't blame you. I or was, you got it was a, a flight. Yeah, or I or you got a flight. But I was like, ah, I mean, after the kids' birthday party, I wouldn't blame you. Oh yeah, go yeah. Go I mean, it was, uh, <laughs> it was a fun day, and uh, there was definitely a need for drinks. But no, I, I was checking in, and and you weren't the only person that was like, uh damn dude uh <laughs> pretty pretty uh pretty hitting it pretty hard aren't you it's <laughs> like no four ounces calm down <laughs> all right so i am drinking a i had never heard of this brewery before but mm-hmm. i found it and was like yeah whatever I'll give it a shot it's called 10 ike e-y-c-k brewing company the ipa that hopped the world um <laughs> double it's got mosaic Galaxy Eldorado, I mean, pretty typical IPA at this point. Um, eight and a half. You know, I only gave it a three and a half on Untapped. I've had a couple of these already. Um, not tonight, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm already three in the back. <laughs> no. uh, it's it's you know it's it's a fairly average IPA. It's nothing special, but you know, could be a lot worse. I've had a lot worse. So, cheers. Cheers. Three of those, and I would be struggling at eight uh, percent. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't. Yeah. You don't. You don't go hard with 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 that percentage there. <laughs> no. So, all right. Let's jump into the uh, division preview here, and, and how we do things is we'll go position by position. We'll run through some ADP numbers. We'll ask you know kind of team specific questions. You know, player specific questions that are interesting. Uh, but first, 
We like to lead with a just a general football question, not really fantasy related at all. Um, and AJ, you got the floor. All right. So uh, I was trying to think of something not Tom Brady related, but it was kind of hard. So with TB12 unretiring to return for his 852nd season, it's hard to see that any other team actually will win this division in 2022. Uh, you know, aside from what Mr. Scampers uh, is uh, proclaiming. <laughs> but if you had to pick a team, which of these other three in the division poses any kind of a threat to the Tampa Bay Bucks? Yeah, I mean, I guess the the easy answer is going to be the Saints. Uh, they have a much more established uh, organization. I think they they just like they have a better coaching staff. Obviously, Sean Payton's gone, and a lot of the pieces are are different. But I I do believe that Jameis Winston is probably a better quarterback at this point than um, Baker Mayfield. I don't know if that's a super hot take, uh, but um, yeah, I mean, I think that they have a lot of good pieces. I'm super excited about Chris Olave and. Um, overall, I just think that that's probably the best team Vegas agrees. They, they've they got plus 310 odds to win the division. So um, I would probably go with the Saints. But, um, yeah, I think if I went with the Panthers, it would probably just call me a homer at this point. <laughs> but it's, it's like it's so lame, right? Like, like, like TB12 ends up in this, like, soft, soft division that just gets softer, right? Like Matt Ryan's gone. Uh, Drew Brees is gone. Like there's no one to put up a fight. So yeah. it's like, it's kind of lame just watching the same people win all the time. I mean, go on, he was in that lame division, the AFC East for however Fair long. Enough. I mean, now great, yeah. you know, they got to the Super Bowl, so they had to get through the real teams too. But yeah, I mean, when you Yeah, I mean, if you get to play the Jets multiple times a year, it's, uh, it's not that <laughs> it fair. But yeah, I mean, think, think about how many wins they're going to get just from playing their own division. Yeah, so, five, yeah. Probably five over under. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. Probably. So. I take that over there. Yeah, I agree. This is this is uh this is Tampa's division to lose. Although they're, they're trying. They're, they're having a bunch of injuries already in camp. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but, you know, they got all the receivers back and – and, and then some, so that's okay. Yeah. Thanks. We'll, we'll get. Can they just that. share the wealth a little bit, like, and yeah, and people are like, oh my god, you got Baker. And I'm like, is that supposed to be? <laughs> are, are you <laughs> Am making I supposed to feel good at fun that? of this? That? Or it's really yeah. funny because my 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 boyfriend is an insufferable Cleveland Browns fan, and um, he doesn't want to root for the Browns this year for you know reasons related to Deshaun Watson he's like oh I'm just so jealous you got Baker Mayfield and I'm like cool <laughs> I don't know um I kind of was thinking that they were gonna tank this season so I don't know I think they're in this a little bit of a like identity crisis yes yeah, definitely see what they do. <laughs> we will we will dip into that uh throughout the show so let's uh go ahead and we'll start with the quarterbacks here obviously Tom Brady is QB 10. Um, again, this is going off the fantasy pros, uh, ADP overall rankings um, by sleeper. So Tom Brady is coming in at QB 10. We got Winston at QB 21. We've got Mariota at QB 30. Uh, Baker at 32. Desmond Ritter at 33. Uh, Matt Coral Corral at 36. And Good old Sam Darnold at 38. Take it away, Joe. All right. So we're going to start with super exciting Atlanta. Uh, 
Yeah. We got to give every team <laughs> at least the one spot once. Like, it's – yeah. I mean, probably should have saved it for tight end. Actually, I think I did to it for tight end because, yeah, there's only three teams there. Uh, anyway, so uh, Mariota, you know, kind of had a good start to his career and then fizzled out in Tennessee, went to Oakland, was obviously the backup there, Vegas, whatever you, whatever they are now. Um so now, look, he's he's in Atlanta. The starting job is him. You mentioned Matt Ryan is gone. Is now this his time to like kind of revive his career and and you know this his time to shine? You know, or is he just sort of a holding like a bookmark at this point for Desmond Ritter? Yeah, I think I would lean towards him being more of a bookmark at this point. I mean, I I haven't seen very much in his career thus far. That's indicated to me that you know he'll have this kind of like breakout in whatever season this is for him um I mean like I've seen obviously a lot more flashes of great things from from Jameis Winston who obviously we saw flashes of terrible things too that great 33 30 season or or whatever um yeah, fantasy championship <laughs> against... I mean it, it's, it's it's at least exciting to watch him I can't really say exactly the same about Marcus Mariota um I mean I think like I enjoyed watching Ritter in college. I don't think necessarily that this is the year, but that's that said, I mean, I'm glad that they have like accepted that they are in this rebuild. And, you know, you know, I, I definitely see them giving him a shot this season at some point. Cause it's like, what do they have to lose? They're not, they're not going to win this division and why not see kind of like what they have in him. But it's, it's a good situation. I think that he's joining because it's not that high stress. They're not going to like force him out there to win games because they're probably not going to win that many games. Yeah, I think there should be an overall combined over under for Atlanta, Carolina, and the Saints at like <laughs> eight and a half. Um, yeah, I I think Mariota is is in an okay spot where he should be able to get some decent playing time for the first time in his career instead of just being you know either a career backup or a gadget guy. Um, but I agree. I think this is definitely a a holding pattern for Ritter. And um, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see him take over, you know, at least six games in, um, especially if they're just already 0-6. Uh, <laughs> you got to see what you got and, and go from there. So, yeah, I mean, to... really, really just comes down to the fact that like this seems like I win very many games. And so like they're just they got to go see what they have with Ritter at some point. You know, the team's going to be bad. <laughs> That's all there is to it. So, yeah. All right. So, moving on to the Panthers here. Um, and assuming that newly acquired Baker Mayfield actually has the inside track here to begin uh, or to being Carolina's starting QB this year, what do you think his ceiling is with a new offense and some new different weapons? Yeah, I mean, I think his ceiling is that high-end QB, too. Like, I mean, he, he on bye weeks or, like, in a pinch or deeper leagues or something. Like, I'm in a 16-team league where, obviously, every quarterback's off the board and stuff like that. And, like, we'll, he'll definitely be taken. And he's the guy that I could certainly see putting up QB1 numbers in certain weeks here and there. Like, I don't think he'll finish as a QB1 for the season or really anything that close. But I could see him being used in a pinch like that. But, like, you know... QB2 feels like where I'm kind of thinking of him like we kind of do forget that you know he started out his career in this 
absolutely rancid Browns team with like terrible coaching, just like a lot of things. And then like, obviously last season he was so banged up. So we really haven't seen him reach his potential. Now here's some things that, that worry me is that Carolina's offensive line ranks 31st out of, you know, 32 according to PFF last year. And I think he's a type of guy that just needs more of a clean pocket than some other guys. And, um, like, cause we've seen his footwork be kind of a, a little bit scary. I think it's just like the college system that he went from, he can't get away with those things in the NFL. So we'll see like kind of what it looks like in the total, like getting to push that reset button. But I don't know. I'm, I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm tempering my expectations cause I, you know, I'm, but also like at the same time that, that TikTok sound that's like, I'm ready to get hurt again. I kind of am ready <laughs> to get hurt again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think that he should definitely be the starter. Um, you know, Darnold came out of the gates kind of hot last year, but obviously yeah, slowed with the like, injuries. Yeah, I mean, it was... It was in the league and rushing like, oh, okay, well, nuts. CMC's not going to run because he's injured. I guess I'll try running and, and then I'll get injured. Um, so, I mean, I can't imagine a world where Darnold ends up winning this gig um at least not to start the season he may come in later and somehow surprise people um but yeah i think i think it'll be interesting to see what baker can do you know maybe he should be on dancing with the stars next year work on the footwork figure it <laughs> out be doing that like antonio brown thing yeah the windshield wipers <laughs> like, yeah do that get get yourself like a, a couple hula hoops on the ground bounce between them maybe the mass singer yeah <laughs> you guys did see the antonio brown video right like i'm oh, yeah. not just okay <laughs> absolutely someone at yes. my work did not and i was like you guys have to watch this it's yeah uh, yeah when he, when he jumped on stage yeah, I'm not really sure what's going on here. Is he all there? No, probably not. No, he, is, <laughs> he hasn't he been all there. In one of the years. gifts that keeps on giving. <laughs> exactly. Was that uh, not the best hard knocks? By the way, <laughs> one of the best. <laughs> oh my god! I actually have not watched Hard Knocks, but uh, uh, I don't know why I don't HBO. On. I don't have HBO, so I can't do. I only, well, I only you could, ever... at this point you can probably just go onto YouTube and find it. Probably good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just don't. Anyway, um, yeah, you guys have pretty much covered everything with Carolina uh, and this quarterback situation. It's not going to be great. Um, so moving over here to New Orleans, and you mentioned Winston already. Look, he was actually playing very, very well last year for the Saints team. You know, we talk. You know, everybody wants to joke about the turnovers. He actually was really limiting his turnovers last year. You know, the the touchdowns weren't like sky high, but you know, I'll take a touchdown less a game if you're not going to throw a pick, you know? Like, um, but 17.2 fantasy points per game uh, in his in his games played, he was just outside the QB1 range. So very, very solid. You know, with now, you know, he's got Olave, we've got Landry, Michael Thomas is back. We think he'll have Kamara. We're not sure yet. We'll get there. Uh, but either way, like, he's got some weapons. Do we buy him potentially being a low-end, you know, QB1 or very high-end QB2? I mean, if so, his draft value is super good. Uh, yeah, no, I, I definitely feel like he could end up as a high-end QB2. I mean, he it, 
you gotta remember too like they just had him on a super short leash last season um they went super run heavy and <laughs> head puff up hats underneath that jacket on stage <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me I, I thought he was gonna go on with that illegal helmet or something like that or <laughs> barefoot because he cryoed his feet off but whatever um but yeah uh Winston definitely a guy that with those weapons all healthy I think that's gonna be really interesting to see obviously that's not something that he had all I mean we haven't seen Michael Thomas since 2019 when he had 1700 receiving yards so Mm -hmm. if we can see a shell of that obviously plus like Kamara uh, obviously he's going to help with some of those short yardage passes and then Olave I think is one of the most polished route runners to come out of this draft class so uh, there's a lot of weapons there so hopefully a lot of them are healthy and um, I think that they'll probably still exercise somewhat of a of a conservative approach with him, but it seems to kind of work out. And even with that conservative approach, like you said, he was still a borderline QB one um, in points per game. So I think his his floor is actually a lot higher than people give him credit for. Yeah, I I, I completely agree. I, I I like Winston. I uh, um, you you know you do get a little scared off. You know, I passed on him and Scott Fish as my QB two. Well, or he would have been my QB three. I pass on him because we didn't know about Michael Thomas. Now he's back. You know, there's still the Kamara scare, you know, still kind of sitting in the back of your mind. And like, you just never know. Like you, I just feel like, especially with that scoring, right. There's like the interceptions really can just kill you. And the, and the incompletions, you know, stuff like that can really kill you in that type of a league. You know, the scoring there just doesn't favor him as much as it does in like a normal, you know, fantasy league. So, I kind of hesitated and didn't pull the trigger, so I don't really have a QB3 in that league. Um, but in a normal league, like I actually think he should be drafted better than QB21 because um, I do think the potential is there. Like If you're waiting that long for a QB, like why not take a chance on a Winston? You might stream out anyway at that point. Or if you're you know, wanting to take a second quarterback just to have a backup, you know, I know a lot of people do that now. Um, you know, He's not a terrible dart throw as a you know somebody especially if you go after like a late qb1 i think winston is a is a dart throw at the end there where he could really pan out yeah Yeah. who were your quarterbacks you ended up with in scott fish i got stafford and lawrence pretty early and then i think like one of the last rounds just nobody wanted to take jacoby Brissett, and i was just kind of like I mean, fine. I'll take him around like twenty-one or whatever it was. Like, I just figured, why not? You know, a little bit of insurance in case something happens to Lawrence or Stafford, and who knows? I might not even use him because he's terrible. But um, (laughs) it's just, you know, like if if Watson doesn't play at all, that's round twenty-one is your third QB. I'll I'll take it. Perpetually disrespected Jacoby Brisket. I uh, no one ever gives him the credit that he deserves. He's one of the greatest backups, obviously. So, and he might yeah. obviously he could play eight games this year, start eight games this season, or maybe even more. We don't know. Right, right, right. Yeah, I I also grabbed him late. Um, <clears throat> I think I got him in the twentieth. Maybe I was afraid there was a couple other people who still hadn't had their third. So, um, but yeah, with Winston. I agree a hundred percent on, on everything you guys said. I think it's, you know, he's kind of the guy that you look at if you get, like you were saying, Joe, if you, if you wait on your QB one, you kind of don't want to wait too much longer for a QB two and have some sort of insurance 
And I think he's one of the best ones out there for that. Um, so obviously the last man standing probably will be the last man standing on earth. Once the apocalypse hits uh, with all the cockroaches, yeah, Tom Brady, the cockroaches and Tom Brady, not, <laughs> yeah. not calling Tom Brady a cockroach, but <laughs> no, not at all. He's, he's the goat, but... but it's that avocado ice cream that obviously would help him survive nuclear warfare. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Superfood. Um, I mean, I, I just really feel like he will finish as the overall QB one this year. So change my mind. Can you? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's bold. Uh, I mean, QB one in the division. Sure. But uh, without, you know, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Patrick Holmes, all those guys, Joe Burrow perishing in nuclear warfare. I don't, I don't know that I see him finishing as the QB one. Um, but I mean, I certainly could see a situation where he finishes top five, which would be amazing for, you know, his age and situation and, and all that. So, I mean, I think that at his ADP, he's still really good value, especially with, you know, the, the new additions and the fact that Chris Godwin looks like he's trending. I'm, I know I'm skipping ahead, but you know, uh but with all those all those things working for him uh, and and in that weak division that's not going to put up that much of a fight yeah joe yeah i mean i've got i've got him qb8 but it's really behind all the rushing quarterbacks and burrow so it's like (laughs) okay i mean it's it's just it's hard to put him in front of the guys who can run with their legs and they're going to get the bonus points you know the i call them bonus points but you know the extra points with with their legs and you know all the rushing touchdowns brady's not i mean brady's gonna get some rushing touchdowns because he just like he's the master at the qb sneak at the half goal at the half yard line and i don't know how his teams always get to the half yard line just for him (laughs) (laughs) i mean right like come on it's like they're like hey brady we want you to score i'm gonna just like stop here and it's, uh, it's just weird. Like, I don't know. Anyway. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the guy was top four, top five last season. So, I mean, like, yeah, you could easily third, do it again, you know, and especially now, like, you know, I could reevaluate and, and move him up a little bit higher, but I'm not sure I will just because, you know, Murray and Hertz and Jackson and Herbert, Mahomes and Allen all run, right? Um, it's you're expecting, you know, 35 to 40 touchdowns from Brady if, if – you're expecting him to break, uh, you know, go ahead of those guys at this point. Um, and, I, you know, that's, he's done it before. Again, very <laughs> possible. Just it's that it, that is a hard thing to predict um, that many touchdowns. Um, but, I mean, now that he's got Godwin and everybody back, I, I completely agree. I think I think that could be the way to go. But let's jump over here to our running backs. And <clears throat> we're using our half PPR ADP here. Uh, we got Christian McCaffrey at RB2, Alvin Kamara at 10. Leonard Fournette at 14, Cordero Patterson at 31, Rashad White at 45, Tyler, nope, uh, anybody know how to say that? <laughs> Algier. I think it's Algier. 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 Yeah. 48, I, think, I, I did not practice before the show. Uh, <laughs> Turbo Hubbard, 56, Mark Ingram at 57, and Donta Foreman at 62. So AJ started off here. Did we do Atlanta three times here? Am I an idiot? Uh, we did actually. I I had like re no, mess these around. So uh, I mean, I, if you want, I'll I'll start with New Orleans. Um, that is not who I had up there. I feel like. <laughs> yeah, it was Carolina. Um. So yeah, Atlanta. 
I mean, there, there's a lot of different ways to go about this backfield. Obviously, Patterson was waiver wire gold last year, won people championships. Uh, I was not one of them. Um, but they did go out and draft Algier. They they have Damian Williams. Uh, they still got Allison. I mean, I've, I've heard good things about all these running backs, but it's still early in camp, and you know they're running with the ones and twos. So are you even doing anything with any of these players? Or are you just fading all of them? Look, I mean, the, these beat writers probably would, like, talk higher about these players than their own mothers at this point in, in the season. Um, I obviously got to take all of that with a grain of salt. I, I mean, I, I think Algier at RB40, um, I mean, he definitely has some appeal. But, like, you got to think about what what kind of game scripts do you think that Atlanta is going to be in? Or do you think that these are going to be run-heavy game scripts? We just talked about the fact that we don't think they're going to win a lot of games. Um, you know, we saw Patterson have that year nine breakout. I mean, did you have that on your 2021 bingo card, by the way? <laughs> yes. I, I, I Definitely not. If you, <laughs> if you did, um, like, you know, props to you. But, yeah, seriously, I uh, did not expect that, especially, like, you know, just – based on the coaching staff, like none of that made me think that like he, they were, they were going to find the way to unlock Cordero Patterson, which by the way, um, I, you know, I, I used to live with a Vikings fan and we used to have our Chromecast named Cordero because, um, <laughs> and I think there was another one. Um, oh my God. It named Sharkandrick West. I'm not kidding. So uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's uh, yeah, that's, that's my life. But um, yeah, I mean, Algier, I think could be interesting just cause he's super low cost there. Um, but no, this backfield is not super interesting to me. Like I said, uh, just, just, a lot of a lot of concerns about how many game scripts we think that that are going to favor the run that much. Yeah, or they just write the game script to really slow down the, the pace of play by having to run all of these guys because they can't <laughs> throw it. Um, so, I mean, fair enough. Yeah. Clock, and and lose twenty to three. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, that would be a win for them. I feel like. Jump. Not getting blown out by more to... than twenty points. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess the only thing to really say here, like you know, as far as games, like they weren't in a ton of games last year, and Patterson was still thriving. Yeah, but know. he was being used as like the a passer. So yeah, I, I mean, sorry, the the um, pass catcher. So yeah, I mean, certainly I could see him in that role more um, in those like short yardage type situations. Mm-hmm. But as far as the rushers, it, it, it's just not a ton of appeal to me. No, I, I mean, I'm in total agreement though. Like I, I'm, I'm off this <laughs> yeah. backfield. Completely. Joe I loves everybody here. I was just kind of, you know, still has a Mike Davis Jersey. Oh my God. I have like PTSD about Mike Davis. So I, that, I actually that's, fell that's into harsh, that, that honey, <laughs> to be honest. Um, if we're, if we're just being honest about our bad takes, I fell into that yeah i did too but (laughs) i i fell into it late season i was like he's he's gotta do something something's gonna happen here well just because like also because i was a panthers fan and i was just like oh like i saw him be so productive is it's just like how how do you go from that to being just like the fourth best 
Atlanta Falcons running back. Yeah. How do you go from that to being the backup to the backup to the backup of (laughs) nine year breakout Cordero Patterson? (laughs) Yeah, that was that was what that was bizarre. World is that very, very bizarre. I have secondhand embarrassment for me. I think a lot of us got burned by by Mike Davis. A lot. So yeah. All right. Let's jump over here to the Panthers. And obviously it's Christian McCaffrey that everybody wants to know about. Like the guy has been injury plagued for two seasons in a row now. Um, but when he's on the field, he produces, you know, it's just like, I mean, you're still having to pay a very, very hefty draft price for him. I mean, talking probably the number two pick in most, in most drafts, you know, it, I've seen maybe it works. He goes like number four. Some people are taking like cook or Henry or, or cook or, or Eckler ahead of him. How comfortable are you taking him at RB two or even like RB four with this recent, you know, history of his? Yeah, I mean, it, and I, full disclosure, I took CMC with the number one overall pick last year in Scott Fish. So you can oh. imagine how well my Scott Fish team did last I... year. The previous year, by the way, I made it to like the semifinals or whatever. Oh, nice. So I was very embarrassed with this team. Um, and it had like that third round reversal. So my team was just so bad because I obviously didn't third get Third round reversal pick. crushes the front oh. end. Oh, I know. So I had the third pick this year and it's. I mean, my team's okay, but not great. Um, but you know yeah, it's probably better to go out of the draft thinking it's just okay because then it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Like, last year, yeah. I made I made some mistakes. I had a pretty sharp draft too. Like there were a lot of like guys that just plummeted, and I was able to get crazy good value. Mm. I think like the best that I got was like Dallas Goddard really late, so that was like the best thing that I felt about the whole draft. But anyway, going back to CMC, I mean, I don't feel great about it, but it's like a swing for the fences type thing, right? I mean, like, you know, it's it's high risk and super high reward. Um, none of these injuries do I think are like super lingering. Like, it's not like this thing is Cam Akers having a ruptured Achilles or something like that. I, I know it's really hard to compare like injuries, apples to apples, but a lot of these just seem kind of like random And you've got to think that, like, you know, once he started to have these injuries pile on, it was just like, why rush him back? He's like a $60 million asset to them. So, I I mean, but yeah, to to that same point, if the wheels start falling off this season really early, they might pull the plug on him kind of early, too. So that's always a risk with these types of guys that have injury histories combined with the fact that they're not on good teams. Um, but you've got to love the upside that obviously he offers you as being basically a receiver and a running back at the same time when he is healthy. He just gives you so much production through the air and on the ground. So it's high risk, high reward. Like like, like I said, I, I think he's probably going to end up with like my RB3. Like I might take Eckler before him in like, you know, half PPR formats. Yeah, I mean – even with and of course this includes the games that he got hurt, but I mean he averaged fifteen and a half points a game, um, half PPR points. But really, if you look at it, I mean if you get rid of the games where he actually got injured, I mean it's twenty three, twenty two, twenty one, and twenty one. Like he's over twenty every game when he's on the field for the full game. Um, so it's it's hard to pass up on that because he just it's just money in the bank when he's on the field but exactly it's it's almost 
why I don't want a top. If I don't have the number one pick and I can get Jonathan Taylor, I don't want a top six pick this year because I just don't know who to pick. I just Cook gets injured. Eckler gets injured. Henry is coming off an injury. Obviously, CMC, they're all banged up. Like, honestly, yeah. if I have a top five pick and, you know, a couple of those running backs go, I might just take Jefferson or, or Cup or somebody like that and just be like, I don't want to worry about it. I'll take my running backs later. Yeah, I almost would rather have a late pick in in most formats yeah. just to, to, to because like there are there's there's decent depth in in, in running back mm-hmm. like um and there's like a lot of risk at the at the top of the draft so it's like I'd rather get like a really good receiver and then like a running back that's in that like one B tier. Yeah, I agree. Totally agree. Yeah, I CMC agree. is pretty much dead to me. Um <laughs> I had. That's the I thing had, that's tough. It's like you for, you can't even like let it go. What's right? that? Like, I can't let that go. Like the, yeah, it, I drafted it, him it, in multiple leagues at the number one overall pick. So. Yeah, I yeah, had him, and he was my first round keeper like two years straight. First injury, I was like, ah, okay, well that sucks. I'll just hang on to him in my IR. I'll keep him for next year. Same thing, and was just like, I'm done. I, I, I traded him. <laughs> Uh, I had him, Michael Thomas, and Kamara somehow. I don't even know <laughs> how the hell that happened, but it was that's uh, just unlucky. W- but I hope hopefully, yeah, like all that nice unlucky, ride. unluck like happens on one team. Like sometimes that that's what happens to me is that just one yeah. team turns into an absolute train wreck, and it's okay because I'd rather just sacrifice that one team. <laughs> exactly. So, but speaking of uh, Kamara here, obviously we we know that there's risk of him being suspended. Um, I mean, do we think that he's worth his ADP? Um, I mean, if he does miss time, what running back are we rostering from here? Or are we just saying, nah, move it on? I I, I had to look up who was on the Saints <laughs> running back depth chart, to be honest. Like, I knew yeah. it was like Mark Ingram, and I was like, and I'm not sure who else at this point. Yeah. And uh, why yeah, I stopped I mean, after performing yeah. when I was labeling these out. Yeah, it's not, it's not good. It's not pretty. <laughs> yeah. It's not pretty. I don't feel good about anyone. I would just be like, pass. Like, and that's such a weird situation, right? Because you're like, normally, in not normally, but like, running back often gets that whole like, stigma being like kind of plug and play like that at least like when there is a warm body in the in the position they can at least give you some kind of floor Mm -hmm. and i don't feel comfortable about anyone on that depth chart so i'm I'm probably gonna say just just pass there and then um at his adp which i see is rb10 uh i think that's kind of risky like that might be a little rich for me i might be a little i might feel a little bit better just given like the uncertainty at like you know the 15 type range yeah i'm 100 with you there i've got my rb17 right now i'm not uh yeah at, at this time late july um we don't know and the season's a little too far away for us to think okay it's just gonna you know, spill into like next year, like it did with, with Watson. We don't know yet. The NFL has been random about all of these things. We just literally don't know. Um, I'm not comfortable taking him. Now, if we get into, you know, late August and nothing has happened yet. Yeah. I'm bumping him right into the top 10 because he'll play. I just don't think they're going to do anything during the season. That's the NFL doesn't usually do that. Um, so, but I, 
somebody's got this tape out there somewhere. Like people, like there's rumors floating around that like people have seen it and it's awful and whatever. So like somebody's got this videotape out there somewhere and it's going to just pop, right? It's going to come out kind of like the Ray Rice thing yeah. and it's going to be bad. And the NFL is just going to swoop in and take him out. And that's kind of what I think is going to happen. Um, so, you know, I, I'm even at 17, I'd probably pass and, and take somebody who, you know, I, I'm just a little risk adverse when it comes to that kind of stuff. I don't, I don't want to take a zero even, even that late into the running back. So, um, <clears throat> AJ, like I'd probably rather have Zeke in that range and that's yeah. Ezekiel Elliott. Like I might even yeah. rather have him at that, at that. Sort yeah. Of I mean, he's a few spots range. lower in my yeah. rankings, but yeah, I mean, he's, you know, he's in that conversation where like, if you're looking at backs around that range, you know, it's like the David Montgomery's and the Josh Jacobs and the Zeke's and, and stuff like that. And it's just kind of like, at least I know they're going to play unless they get hurt, but like, yeah, it's well, yeah, with injuries, you know, it, so it goes back to volume for me at that point, you know, you have this risk knowing you're, you're having to use such a high draft pick on an unknown that might only play, you know, half a season. Um, or not play at all, depending on what happens. So I, I think I would, I would pass on him. He was slipping pretty low in my fish league and I was kind of starting to eye him up, but yeah. he went and I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Moving yeah, and that's the thing. There's like, so, there's like some of those guys that you're just like, I'm just okay. Not ending up with them in most situations. Like mm-hmm. for it, like at it, it, there's always a price, right? Like if he's slipping to like RB24, like of course you're like yeah, going yeah. for it. Now but it's like time. right, yeah. now it's time. But like, Fine. you know, but then there's just like plenty of guys that you're just like, eh, like that's okay that someone else took them. Let them be someone else's problem at this point. Kind of like me and in, in, in Amari Cooper and and Warrior Bowl. <laughs> Absolutely despise him as a as a player, but he fell to uh, wide receiver like thirty two and I was like even I know that that's a good value. Like that's just yeah. stupid. Like, come on. Um, eh, I've never had him and I never wanted him, but that's just crazy that he fell that far. Anyway, let's move over here to Tampa. And, uh, you know, Fournette was amazing last season, you know, only 180 rushing attempts, but was heavily involved in the passing game. Uh, 69 receptions. I believe it was like 83 targets or something like that. Um, but, you know, they added Julio Jones. They drafted a rookie, Rashad White. Godwin's going to be back. Like, couldn't we expect this uh, same production from him? Or should we be tapering off a little bit? I'm pretty high on him right now. Like, I still – I think he's in that RB12 type range. Like, that's where I would feel pretty exactly comfortable taking him. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, I think, like, to, to your point about, like, you know, that, them adding lots of pieces, like – there's still going to be plenty of targets for him to for, to, to go around with Gronk and Gage gone out of the situation. Um, you know, uh, sorry, with with Gronk gone and AB gone, uh, mm-hmm. rather. Uh, I by the way, I uh, had to relive that moment recently because I just googled it and I was like, uh, <laughs> Antonio Brown rage quit. So that was a, that, that you know. <laughs> Going back to our so many leagues, (laughs) and I going back to our like gift that just keeps on giving of Antonio Brown. (laughs) You guys literally lost the week because of Antonio Brown. I lost that. Uh, I lost one league. I desperately needed to win by like three points. And you're like, 
Antonio Brown, if you just played like a quarter, you would have gotten me three points. Are you serious? Like, come on, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. and I had so many people, like I told so many people that week, like play Antonio Brown. Play it. And they all like tweeted me and like messaged me. He's and, like, my number one. Okay. Like, like, no, like, and never mind. No way you could predict than, that. That's even worse than like people getting mad at you for saying like, hey, play Christian McCaffrey and he gets injured or a game. Like, how yeah. are you supposed to predict that some guy is going to it's No, it's funny because nobody actually. Okay. Nobody actually got mad at me. They were just like upset. They were just like, "Dude, Antonio Brown totally after me." And I'm like, "Yeah, all of us." I yeah. <laughs> like they, they weren't mad at me. They were just like no, mad in general. It's like, like, what do you even say to that? Right? No, that's like, just nothing. Everything that happens with that dude is like I concur. Which, like, seriously, like I just think about the fact that there was a Steelers team for a while where like Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, and like Ben Roethlisberger, who has yeah. his own problems, were all on this team. Like Mike Tomlin deserves a Nobel Peace Prize for like keeping all of that relatively quiet because then like all like that kind of starts to disperse and it's like oh my god like these people are crazy so people want to call Tomlin a like a bad coach and I'm like no he is the best coach ever for somehow keeping that all from like not just spilling out like from being like a legit grenade in yeah just like crazy how that didn't just blow up in their face. I feel like there's teams in the league that have had more coaches and interim coaches in one year than Pittsburgh has had in their whole damn history. Three coaches, three coaches. And Tomlin's just like, yeah, okay. You know, but apparently he's soft or, or whatever that was that came out this, this week. I don't even, I can't even, you know, properly quote it because it was just a joke. Um, (laughs) I just remember seeing it somewhere on one of my tickers, and I was like, what? Okay. Moving But, on. yeah, I mean, yeah, sorry. So, just the point that I was going to make is that there's been significant attrition on that team of, like, you know, all all the crap that we give Antonio Brown. He obviously was a great NFL player, and he still was great last season before he yeah. quit. So, um, yeah. you know, <clears throat> uh Rashad White, uh, I feel like he kind of projects more as that like third down specialist anyway. So I don't see him like eating into a ton of Fournette's carries per se. Um, and, you know, I, I just think that being on a winning team like Tampa, like that just sets him up for a lot of workload too. So I'm, I'm pretty high on him going into the season. Yeah, well, yeah. That's, that's why I brought up Rashad White though, is, you know, you brought up he projects to be that third down back, the pass catching back. So like, we know Fournette saw a lot of receptions last year. Like, could that eat into where a lot of his value? Because if he only gets 180, you know, carries again this season, but if he only catches, let's say, let's drop 45 catches, like, that's a massive drop. So, like, that that's kind of why I brought it up. But I, I still I still like him because of the team, and and you know, it's gonna be very favorable conditions, you know, game game scripts for him, unlike Atlanta. <laughs> so. Yeah, do like yeah. Him, I mean, it's just... White's gonna have to learn how to pass block too before he gets that's true. Lots of playing yeah, time, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, like, I, like I, the point that I was trying to make before is that I think there's just gonna be more targets to go around anyway this year. So yeah, if Rashad White gets some, um, Lenny's still gonna get his as well, and it, he could he could take a hit, right? I mean, he was RB eight, mm-hmm. I believe, in half PPR and still pay off at his ADP at this point. So. 
I, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily think he's going to, but even if you think his, his workload is going to take a little bit of a hit, he, I think he'll still pay off. Yep. Yeah. All right. Let's jump on into the wide receivers here. Um, and we got Mike Evans down on the farm at wide receiver 10. We got DJ more, more, more at wide receiver 18. Chris Godwin at 23. My computer's yelling at me. Uh, we've got Michael Thomas at 28. We've got Drake London. Finally, somebody from Atlanta, 31. Okay, great. Chris Olave, when you call me Big Papa, 43. Russell Gage at 50. Jarvis Landry at 59. Robbie Anderson at 73. Um, Julio Jones at 76. Terrence Marshall at 87. And I had to go all the way down to 96 to get Brian Edwards, a second receiver from Atlanta. <laughs> not, not good. So we got to start with Tampa. This is this is the big storyline of this division, really. When you, when you think about it, and you know, Godwin is now not on the pup, so he's he's clear to play. Julio signs. Obviously, Mike Evans is still there. Um, you know, they had signed Gage. Now it sounds like it might just be more insurance for Godwin. Like, and you know, who knows? But like. How do you see this, you know, so like we see the ADPs, right? And, and you know, Evans 10, Godwin 23, um, Gage was at 50, Julio Jones is at 76. Um, you know, do you think those will kind of stay where they are? Or do you see those like completely shifting now uh, based off of new projections with all of these guys now around? Yeah, I mean, I think Evans would probably like pretty much stay the same. I could see Godwin going up a little, but like I anticipate, like, even though he's clear from the pup, like it, you got to understand that, like, I think the median return time for a wide receiver from a torn ACL is like 10 months. Now, like, even if he plays week one, I don't know that I'm expecting him to be 100% week one. Like I think, and also like, you know, they have the depth. They These guys kind of give the Bucks a little bit of an option, especially since they just signed him to an extension. So it's kind of like there's a, there's a possibility that even if he's, like, healthy, he's out there practicing. Like, they don't want to push him to that 100%. So I'm expecting, like, Evans to be the wide receiver one during the season. And then Godwin hopefully makes it on the field soon, if not week one. Um Julio, I, I don't know what to make of him. Like, I've seen takes all over the place. Like, obviously, the, the internet explodes, like, when something like this happens. Yeah. And I saw someone say that he was, like, a top 24 receiver. And I was like, oh, my God, pump the brakes. <laughs> He's, like, 32. Yeah. Six years um, ago, sure. Yeah, I was like, I, I, it's not 2015 anymore. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's obviously like he is not the same receiver that he used to be but he's still and that's the thing too is that like he profiles so similar to mike evans so i i I gotta wonder like there are gonna be targets vacated like i said with with gronk gone and everything like that like those red zone type situations but i don't see him being like a huge huge fantasy asset gage was a guy that i was like really pumping up um Going, you know, going into drafts, just saying, yeah, I mean, I think he was just a popular sleeper. He's the guy that I've had on so many fantasy teams, by the way, just like, because I just feel like no one ever like really, he's like Tim Patrick, 
like he's not a sexy name but he like produces especially in deeper leagues like he's just like that guy that happens to end up being like a wide receiver three and those are pretty valuable in, you know it's deeper just, leagues when he gets an opportunity he usually produces pretty well yeah. I mean, it's just now we're not sure where the opportunity is for him on this team right that's, that's the unfortunate so part he's, so He's the one that I think ends up taking the, the, the pretty big hit here in terms of like ADP. Yes. Um, but, you know, I mean, he, I still think he could have some value, but it, it takes, it takes a pretty big hit knowing that Godwin is, is healthier yeah. than, and more on track than I thought he was going to be. So, so I've got Evans and Godwin pretty close to their ADPs in my rankings. I've actually pretty much completely flipped Gage and Julio Jones. So I've got <laughs> Jones around the 50 range and I've got, gauge in the low 70s in my rankings i just i you know i and honestly i wouldn't be shocked if jones is better but also i mean the guy has been dealing with hamstring issues for years like how you know i get the opportunity is there for him but um you know we're talking injury prone guys you know in the running back section we got a, you know, Julio Jones, prime example here. He just hasn't been able to stay healthy. Um, he's got the obviously the the best quarterback he's had in his entire career, so that's going to be great. But he's also now the wide receiver three at best on this team, not the wide receiver one. So how's yeah. that going to play out when he still misses six, seven games because he can't stay on the field? So, but. Or- He's playing devil's advocate. He will stay on the field because he's the third receiver behind the other guys. And unless one of them gets injured, which we've seen. Um, and let's so, Brown thrive in the wide receiver three role last I, year. We did. Team. So like, that's you know, what I mean. You could see that, but like him, AB and, and Brady had a weird dynamic that it was just kind of like, how, why? I don't get it, but it was, it just worked. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's funny. Or they they got Gage, and then they're like, "Wait, um, he wasn't the better Atlanta receiver." Let's, let, yeah, yeah, let's go out and get Julio too. And then now we have an insurance policy for Julio in Gage. Yeah. So, all right, DJ Moore going to Carolina here. Um, obviously, we've seen him do some pretty great things with uh, less than stellar quarterback play. Um, and that's pretty much what he's up against again this year. Obviously, assuming Baker wins the job, what do you think the outlook is for DJ Moore? I have been a DJ Moore apologist for a while, so I'm just going to stay on brand. I mean, for a while it was like me and Joe Mixon, but now Joe Mixon's good, so I have nothing to apologize for. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, at this point, it's kind of like DJ Moore. I'm happy to draft him in that sort of like wide receiver like 13 15 range like i i think he's probably going a little bit later than that and i got him actually like he was one of the good i think values that i got in my draft i might have gotten him in like the early sixth round or something like that in scott fish i felt really good about that um but yeah Yeah. i mean he's just a guy that I don't know. He's like kind of like that, like like Allen Robinson that just like never had a good quarterback. Obviously, Allen Robinson has a good quarterback now, but like, like before that, that a good quarterback, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just kind of a similar situation where you're just like, oh my god, what if he just had someone like uh, decent throwing to him? I mean, I think 
Baker's probably going to be his, his best quarterback, and we've seen him produce with a lot worse. So I feel pretty good about him in that high-end wide receiver two sort of range. Yeah, I mean, looking at, at, at his stats, I mean, he's still 25 years old. He's super young, you know, super talented. Uh, you know, he's a target monster in this offense um, with crappy quarterbacks. So they just realize, okay, I have one job. Throw it to that guy. He's pretty good. Um, you know, and he was he missed some games in his in his rookie year. Um, actually, no, I'm sorry, he did not. He played in 16 games, but he only started 10. Uh, missed a couple games the following years, and then he played in all 17 last year. Uh, he's had almost 1,200 yards all three of those years. Um, the thing that that sucks the most for him is the touchdowns. Yeah, he's just not a red zone threat. Um, well, the team, because CMT. The team doesn't get in. The team well, yeah, the, t- the team just doesn't get to the red zone. So, um, touchdown regression though, he's he's due, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. After so five seasons, he's due. Uh, he, he's had trip fours, trip yeah, fours in the last three years. So sure, let's make it twelve this year. Just going out. <laughs> We've seen crazier things happen. Yeah, I, yeah, it, I do like him again. Yeah, the Allen Robinson comp is, is perfect for him. But I mean, red zone. I mean, yeah, only thirteen targets, like, and all four of his touchdowns actually came in the red zone. So like, they just need to get there more. Maybe yeah, exactly. And if CMC so he is a red zone target. I, um, I think the problem is that CMC, when he's healthy, is such a red zone target. That's that is one of the other issues, but. Yeah. I like him, and yeah, you're right. I looked up your team, Samantha. You got him in the sixth round. I looked up my league. He went in the <clears throat> the first pick in the fourth round. Is wires oh, wow. twelve? So you got a massive wow. value there. That is <laughs> nice. Go you. Yeah, and then uh, and then I reached for Baker Mayfield just to make it a stack. So there you go. Nice. I had, he was my third nice. quarterback that I went way early for, but um, I'm oh, just uh, I'm a big quarterback person in Scott Fish, so. Um, not apologetic at all about that. I, I went quarterback, quarterback in the first two rounds. Yeah. And got Mahomes and Derek Carr. So I'm hoping for some big nice. AFC West shootouts. <laughs> oh, there will be. Yeah, he got <laughs> the sixth round in a bunch of leagues, actually. The latest pick for DJ Moore was 7 4. Okay. Um, so I feel pretty good about that value. Sixth in a whole lot. His ADP. Uh, so the earliest pick was 4 9. Ooh. Uh, which actually that feels wrong. It went, Wait, oh, I thought no, you just said it was four one. I forgot the third round reversal, so it would have been four twelve in mine. So like mine was like uh, super uh, close. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, let's move on here to the New Orleans Saints. And so, uh, if I had written this question three days ago, it would have been completely different. But I wrote it <laughs> yesterday. Uh, but Michael Thomas, uh, obviously coming off the pump, uh, the pup list changes everything for this receiving core. Um, there's two questions here. So one is where do you feel comfortable drafting him after really, you know, not playing for two, two seasons now? Yeah. I don't know. Like late twenties at this point, I, Hmm. I, I'm not super, super optimistic. Like I want to believe obviously like it's, it's, it 
like he won me championships like he won a lot of people championships in his glory days but it's like i just haven't seen him play in so long and he he's he's getting to that later stage and i don't know i I, i'm worried about him even though he's not on the pop like that that doesn't (laughs) unfortunately like that doesn't mean as much as i think it should like i think that a lot of things can happen between now and then and you know uh i I would honestly probably rather have Olave at like wide receiver 48 or wherever he's going. Um, just because I think that he's going to be phenomenal. He's going to be an absolute rock star in this league. So, um, you know, I think Thomas is risky in like that early wide receiver twenties type range. Like that's, that's a little more risk than I want to take. I'd rather wait and just get Olave later on. Yeah. I don't blame you. My, my, my thing with Thomas is that, he <clears throat> was always kind of the alpha receiver on that team, and I'm not sure he quite is the like overwhelming alpha receiver on that team yeah. now. I mean, Landry is not, you know, what he was, but he's still good. Olave's coming in, um, and he's not gonna have Drew Brees anymore, so that's that's a big that's a big issue too. So I mean, Winston, as much as you know, we want to pop him up for fantasy. And, you know, as a kind of a value play, nobody really thinks he's that great. Uh, he's just, he's okay. Um, but the, so the second part of it is, is, you know, so we mentioned Landry and Alave. Um, <clears throat> you, you mentioned you would like Alave. So I think, I think there you go. Like, um, why do you like him more than, than Landry? You know, I mean, Alave is a rookie, so, you know, you, you Never know with rookies, but and, and I mean Landry is going after him by a good bit. So Travis Landry is what he is. Like he he's just <laughs> a low ceiling type guy that I think worked okay in in like the certain systems that he had been in before. But he's like I, and it, you know he he was really great for PPR in in, in certain years, but. Olave gives you way higher of a ceiling to me. He's got the versatility to play a lot of different places on the field. He's a great route runner. He's just like a he's super athletic, sub four four forty. Like he's just got a lot of the tools. I think like the only really big knock, and I don't know if it's a knock, is that he's a little bit on the undersized sort of end of the spectrum so people kind of worry about him going up against press coverage and, and things like that but i think at this point like he he has the opportunity to be that wide receiver one like especially if thomas is going to struggle a little bit i know he's a rookie but he's he's one of my favorite prospects in this whole class yeah i i think landry is i agree he is what he is i mean he's he's good he's serviceable um you know he's had basically the same amount of seasons in twice as many years that uh, DJ Moore's had at almost 1,200 yards, so mm-hmm. uh, a little over 1,100. Not a big touchdown guy aside from 2017 when he had nine. So that's you can't you can't predict touchdowns. Um, and again, that was even in Miami. So. He's gone downhill since then. Um, I like Landry, but I'm not going out of my way to to reach for him at this point. So, all right, going to Atlanta. I mean, no Julio, no Gage. Basically, uh, 
Drake London Bridge is falling down and a bunch of extras on a movie set cast. Um, do we think that Landon or London can uh, produce at his ADP given this unknown quarterback situation? I do think he can produce at his ADP. I think he's a super exciting guy. I think like, you know, some he was the type of prospect kind of similar like Jameson Williams that maybe like some people were a little bit more down on because of the injury. He fractured his ankle eight games into uh, his final season for the Trojans. But uh, like, I think he profiles pretty similarly to like Mike Evans, which makes, you know, fantasy managers pretty excited. Um, He's going to be a huge red zone type target. He played, uh, he's a dual sport athlete, played basketball for USC as well. He's just got huge length, good hands. Like he's going to, he's not super fast but he's going to win with more of his size than his speed he's still got four or five speed i mean he's not slow or anything like that um so i think he's athletic he's got that build it's i think that he'll be able to he has the physique and like skill set to overcome suboptimal quarterback situations um there are just some guys that like you know that's unfortunate but like you know you're a high first round pick you're not always going to end up on a good team that's right. just this is the reality i mean look at how happy jameson williams looked getting drafted by the detroit lions <laughs> um, i mean yeah, yeah. but it, but it's like you gotta you gotta think <laughs> you gotta think that like also like the situation like yeah the, the quarterback situation is not great but the, the depth chart it it not a lot of guys that are in, you know, year one are going to have as good of a situation. I mean, you can say like Traylon Burks maybe has a slightly better, you know, situation of the first round type guys, death start wise, mm. but, um, or whatever. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think he'll, he'll definitely have lots of opportunities. It was interesting seeing what it was like to, <laughs> for like the Falcons to have zero wide receivers last year. Like that was an interesting little experiment um so i'm glad that at least they have one and i feel like he's gotta just he's gotta get the targets like obviously no calvin ridley no russell gage nothing uh i like that <laughs> what, what was it wide receiver 100 uh was was the next guy <laughs> yeah 96 yeah, pretty bad yeah so, so I mean... like london at wide receiver what is it 44 or something was... in that range it's like feels, feels pretty fair Okay, so, I, he's I in had the checked. Wire, he's in the wide receiver three range for ADP. I've got. Oh, London's at thirty-one. Sorry, yeah, that's the the next one was. Oh, uh, okay, because London <laughs> is in London is forty-four on uh, fantasy pros, but I know we're using different sites. But yeah, yeah I so think we uh, we just kind of use. Uh, we just we just look. At we the we filter it by sleeper sleepers ADP. Fair enough. Fair um, enough. All right. Well, even yeah. at you know like in the thirties, I still think he'll he'll pay off. I think he has wide receiver two potential for sure yeah, I, i've got him at wide receiver 29 uh you know it's it's the volume there that you know like even though it's not great volume <laughs> as far as like quality quality um, <laughs> quality volume volume is what i mean you know it's gonna be volume he's like the only guy there i mean come on uh but yeah i mean it the problem with him is he's gonna be inconsistent not only is he a rookie the quarterback play isn't great uh at the end of the year it might all come together. He might have some really big games, but 
I'm probably going to pass on him in drafts just because I think he's going to be inconsistent for multiple reasons. Um, and so that, that's, that would be the reason why I pass. But let's, for the sake of time, just jump into our tight ends here and uh, finish things off. So ADP for tight ends, half PPR sleeper ADP is Kyle Pitts at three. Yeah. Then we're big gap. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, Atlanta, you did something right. <laughs> Cameron Bray, 25. Troutman at 33. Otten at 35. Ran, uh, Rudolph at 38. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Randolph. Jerk. Uh, Tremble <laughs> at 24. Bad. And then, uh, yeah, Taysom's not in there as a tight end for some reason. Who knows? I don't think. He's impossible. Uh, so we'll just pass on that. But hey, we're gonna start with Atlanta again because yeah, because they, they're so we're bad. Alph- alphabetical order. It's fine. It, that's what that's what I was doing actually the first time, and I was like, well, all right, we usually go back and forth, and I, yeah, whatever. So Kyle Pitts, I mean, he's clearly the man at tight end that everybody wants in a dynasty league. But I mean, are you really looking at him in your redraft leagues this year, given that cost? I'm. I am. I I actually think uh, going, I don't know what you would call it, like hero tight end, but like uh, going really early on tight end, getting an elite tight end this year is definitely worth it. I felt that way last year as well. And I won multiple championships with Travis Kelsey, uh, where people thought that I was reaching for him um, in like the mid to late first round. But, uh, you know, I, I think I think Pitts is going to be worth it. You can probably get him in what, like the late third or something like that in, in redraft leagues. Um, and that feels pretty appropriate to me. Like I would take him in the third round and be pretty happy with it. Um, I mean, he's a guy that I was so obsessed with last year. I was like, he's going to buck the trend. He like, everyone wanted to talk about how like first year tight ends can't produce and everything like that. And I was like, this is the guy that I'm, this is, this is the player that I'm going to, the hill that I'm going to die on. So I'm happy that at least one thing worked out, obviously. And uh, on the uh, running back side of Atlanta, I, uh, did not strike gold there so at least uh, at least there was some redemption there but yeah I, I, i'm again jeez <laughs> nice twist i know twist like a little more for both of us just, the knife's oh. already in let me just turn it a little gonna bit wiggle it a little bit <laughs> dude just just know like this is like a this is self-ribbing here it's, it's I mean, no way yeah, it is yeah, in no too, way though. a personal attack <laughs> <laughs> no, I, anyway, I, I love I, I like Pitts a lot this season. You know, I, I kind of wish he had a better quarterback. Um, but again, like we just talked about with with London, I mean, the targets are going to be there, and they were last year. I mean, like yeah. he did some pretty incredible things last year as a rookie for tight end. Just the touchdowns weren't there. So, like, you got to imagine regression to the mean is going to come for him. You know, maybe some of the I don't even know. Like it. It might be hard to predict more receptions and more yards for him, but maybe more touchdowns, and that's gonna that's gonna you know vault him up the up the tight end rankings as well. Um, Plus, obviously, we were down on Mariota earlier, and I'm not I'm not wavering from that necessarily, but uh, obviously, Delaney Walker was a guy that was yeah. productive with yeah. uh, Mariota at the helm. Uh, I'm not saying that tight ends are quarterback proof, but they can be a little bit more immune, I think, to suboptimal quarterback play. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I mean, I, I think that's why I've got Kyle Pitts at three as well. Um, I think obviously 
Kelsey and Andrews are the clear one and two, no matter what order you want to put them in. I don't, I'm not going to argue with you. I've, I've got my pick, but um, Pitts is the, in my opinion, clear number three. Cause after that, it, you know, it's kill and Waller. And I mean, how many games are each of them going to play? That's, that's the, that's the big issue with them. So uh, Pitts is uh, really, really good, really talented. And honestly, you know, if he were to somehow finish his tight end one, I don't think anybody would be super surprised. That's yep. that's that's how high he can go. So, yeah. Moving over here to Tampa Bay, um, I guess it looks like there's going to be no Gronk. You know, he's telling everybody he's not going to sign, <laughs> even if Brady calls him. He's having fun, whatever. He's being Gronk. So, uh, you know, maybe when they're you know ten and two, he's going to be like. All right, I'll go win a Super Bowl. Yeah, you know, we'll see. I could use another. You ring. know, I could use another ring and another party. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm bored. Like I, yeah. I just, I don't have any more pit vipers to like promote or, <laughs> or whatever. I do have uh, a pair of his pit vipers, actually. Oh I gosh. have his pit vipers as well. So yes. no, judgment. I almost I actually, wore them tonight. I, I, <laughs> that would have been hilarious. Pit viper actually sent me. Uh, six pairs of pit vipers. I like. Nice. I had tagged them in like a bunch of posts because I love pit vipers. Like I had bought my own pair, of course, and then they were just like, "You're awesome! Like, can we send you a care package?" And I was like, "Uh, duh!" And they sent me this. <laughs> no, like, I kid you not. I like this, like this, like belt thing that you can put a whole six pack into. Like it's like a oh, belt. Do they sent that thing. to you? Yeah. Fantastic. Was- <laughs> and I was I like, "Scour the, the site, if and I my friends not, just I would get- at me." I would get kicked out. Like I would get fired from my job at Vail Resorts if I wore that on the mountain. But it is. Like, it, it would be an absolutely great like ski accessory. Just wear it under your jacket. It's fine. I know. No, like nobody's gonna know. Who yeah. Know? <laughs> um, oh my God. Yeah. I, I actually saw Gronk at the at the draft. He hosted a party that I went to as a member of the media, which was very strange. But this was actually before they he announced it officially officially but he announced it officially and i was thinking you know what dude looks actually pretty lean like he usually looks like quite the beefcake and he was looking really lean and i was like i bet he's gonna retire like i don't think i thought his mind was elsewhere (laughs) i mean hey he he looked lean before he decided to come back last season he put the weight back on really fair enough so he can do it again i i guarantee it but that being said so now they're dealing with kyle rudolph who they just signed cam and brait Rookie Kate Otten. I mean, anybody gonna be? I mean, I think some people liked Bright me, uh, you know, a little while ago, and then they signed Rudolph. Make, this was before Julio, and Godwin yeah. came back, and I was like, all right, fine, I'll snag Rudolph, you know, just in case because I took Bright, and then now both of those dudes come back, and you're like, do we do we care about any of these guys? <laughs> not no, not really. Otten is like an interesting sort of uh, prospect on one hand, but you know, I mean, he just wasn't used necessarily in that like I I guess like outside receiver type tight end guy that's going to produce a lot in in fantasy. Like he wasn't like a Kyle Pitts in college. Like he was used a lot as a blocker. He had one t- touchdown. In all of 2021, like that could be scheme usage and like college stuff, but still, like not a type of guy that I'm necessarily like really excited about. Like I don't know, he's not Jelani Woods for me. Okay, <laughs> uh, yeah, 
Uh, yeah, I mean, we can probably cut this one short. Moving on, but I, I'm not interested. I had them highly ranked. I had Rudolph and or Brait highly ranked at one point. Like, not highly, but, like, at least draftable. No, pass. I'm out. <laughs> took Rudolph and right after I took uh, Brissett, or maybe right before. One or the other. I don't know. But they were, like, my last three picks. It's like, I need this crappy player, this crappy player, and this crappy player. Um. So and they all, have, they all have upside. As my tight end too, and then after like three days later, Rudolph signed, and I was like, <laughs> "I'm going to take Rudolph as my tight end." You're just doubling down. And yeah. now, it's just like, exactly. now they both suck. What do I do? I don't now? like anybody. It's back to the Brayton no OJ Howard show. Oh God! Substituting I, I Rudolph. I think I took Rudolph. Rudolph is efficient. My tight end three. Yeah. Oh no! It was. It was. Yes. Crap. It yeah. It was your last. It wasn't worried. It was your last pick. Was got fish. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was my last three picks: Rudolph, Brissett, and Brandon McManus. And I was just. I just kind of phoned in. Apparently, the last three picks. I didn't care. Oh man. I. <laughs> I, I definitely. Sorry. I definitely phoned in a few of the last picks because I was just like, oh my god, this draft is still happening. <laughs> yeah. I got double clocked on the two picks before me on oh, my last pick i was like you. i thought you got double clocked i was like kidding no. me oh man i don't even a... have a tight end three so uh that's where one I, of I wasn't <laughs> planning on it with Brait. i was like i'm good there I mean, i've got dallas Stoddard and Hunter and Henry, so. oh, you're fine. yeah you don't need yeah. one at that point yeah, you're okay I think hopefully I got. I got Kelsey, so hopefully I won't that. ever need another tight end. I just don't yeah. have to worry about it. Kelsey's good. We're we're gonna move on. Uh, All right, but, you know, one is yeah. something. But anyway, last Tyson, one, AJ. Taysom Hill Tyson. is no longer list. Yeah, I don't know where I was going with that Tyson <laughs> thing. Um, <laughs> Taysom Hill no longer listed as a quarterback. Uh, I mean, Troutman's got some upside. I feel like, but I mean, what are your thoughts with how involved Hill's actually going to be with Peyton gone? I, I'm just going to assume this whole Taysom Hill project, Taysom Hill, whatever you're calling him now. Oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but, We're yeah, changing this... his name, his position, <laughs> his social security position, number. Yeah. He has entered hungry, witness relocation. Like chicken nuggets. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I, uh, I'm just going to assume the Taysom Hill project is over. And thankfully that like whole nightmare is over for all of us fantasy yeah. managers. I, I was just like very annoyed with all of that. I, I was like, I, I mean, Sean Payton, I just wanted to assume, like, yes, you're kind of in that, like, almost like Bill Belichick tier where you're like, maybe he's playing 3D chess and he knows something that, like, we don't. And turns out he didn't. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> I just never saw what he saw as, as a quarterback or anything like that. I mean, it was like, dude's, like, 30. Like, do we think he's going to have this breakout at 30 years old? Yeah. Um, and it turns out it didn't happen. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I would be more than satisfied not being Taysom Hill anymore and I think that I, I think that there are a lot of people in the Saints that could probably feel the same so um, I mean Troutman probably has some like super deep league appeal as you know your second tight end or something like in my 16 team league he'll probably end up drafted um, just as like a dart throw but um, not a guy that I'm necessarily like being like oh yeah here's the big sleeper yep. hard, yeah, hard I, pass for me Hill is I long gone sadly took your, your best friend is Thanks for getting, thanks for getting him paid, right? Yeah. 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 Bye. I mean, I don't feel Sadly bad for him. That's the thing. He's paid. Like, he got he paid. Finished. That's all or, that matters. No, sorry. This is my tight end three in round eighteen because the guys I was looking at went 
all right before that. I'm like, all right, fine. I don't know. It was a panic pick. 40, 45 minutes into my time slot. I was like, I don't know. Just take hell. Oh my God. But then did, I you got... have a, did you have a group that was like pinging you if you took more than five minutes? Because I did. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, we were pretty good about it. Like we would send something out like, hey, such and such is OTC. And then like, wait. But those last two picks and one of them was overnight too. So it was like 14 hours. Mm. And then the next guy just didn't pick either. Granted, he at least has somewhat of a reason because he's in Brazil. Um, somehow he ended <laughs> up in the Delaware division because um, he wanted to be the one five, which kudos, dude. I mean, you, you found it. Um, and he's got a pretty good team. He sniped me a bunch of times from Delaware. Who knows? Anyway, so yeah. I don't know. That's that's it. I guess let's just go in, <laughs> yeah, go into the here. so uh how we like standings. to close things out here. So we're done with the uh position preview here uh with with that. So how I like to close it out is just give our final standings predictions and Samantha, you've got the floor first for that. I'm going to be lame and just go with the obvious Bucks, Saints, Panthers. Dot 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 Falcons. Like what? What's their win total? Is it like four games? Because I don't even know. It's gotta actually. be something like I'm, I'm gonna look up right now for us. <laughs> you got you got mega access into that with the Action Network, so uh, yeah, I'm sure you've got some insight. But uh, yeah, um, AJ, anything different? Because I I, I agree. I'm gonna yeah I'm I'm gonna agree with that and say the the Bucks will have more wins than all three of the other teams combined. <laughs> um, look at that handicapping skills right there. Their win total is five. So there you go. Nice. Uh, all the right. under is juiced to minus 150, just for the record. It is, yeah, it is five. <laughs> Panthers are six and a half. Saints are eight. I'm taking the over on the Panthers wins. Yeah. I think they're a solid yeah. 500 team. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I don't yeah. know if I can go with yours, AJ. Where they're gonna? Where no, they're I don't. Yeah, at that, that seems, never that mind. Seems no, that little, seems a that little seems rough. <laughs> um, I mean, you're talking each team would have to win like two games or three games. <laughs> that uh, not, I think the Saints are. I mean, Atlanta. <laughs> Atlanta could be this year's Detroit Lions. Well, the, Saints, but the, the that Saints are still gonna win like eight or nine. <laughs> yeah, least. no, I think yeah, the Saints will. The Saints will have half as many wins as Tampa. <laughs> So. The Panthers will just win as many games just to put themselves outside of getting any good prospects <laughs> in this draft. So yeah. that's my that's my prediction. Typically, <laughs> what the Eagles do used to like to do, what <laughs> Washington's been doing for the last two years, <laughs> and screwing themselves out of drafting a good quarterback. Instead, they go pick Carson Wentz up and pay way too much money for this loser. I'm sorry, <laughs> done. Like, I was actually please really don't open too, that like, how, how early for they went for Dobson too. Like that was shocking. I thought in the first round. Yeah, who knows? All right, Samantha. Um, we're gonna close it up here. Uh, I want to thank you for coming on. It's a great conversation. I uh, enjoy having you here. Uh, but before we let you go, I want to let you let everybody know where they can find your work this year and what you got going on. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Sorry, I talk a lot, um, but uh, I appreciate so you having I. me on. Cool. Um, yeah, so I am all my written work is going to be on auctionnetwork.com. 
I will be uh, hosting the Fantasy Flex podcast a couple times a week, as always. Um, we're on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel as well and stuff like that. And then just follow me on Twitter. That's kind of like where you can probably find everything you need to know about me, things you don't want to know about me. It's just like a constant <laughs> stream of consciousness. It's like, ah, I'm stuck at TSA. And like, here's the old fashioned that I drank last night. And here's this mountain that I climbed. So it's a very random. With all your cool travel. Exactly. <laughs> skiing trips. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lots of lots of outdoor stuff. But uh, yeah, there, there will be a lot more fantasy during the season, obviously. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, Samantha, thanks for coming on again. And uh, have a good night. We'll have Thank to do you this so much. Soon. All right. Yeah. See Bye. All right, AJ. Uh, that is it for this show. Next week is a little bit different plans. We're not going to have a show during the week. I am on vacation, so we will be doing it on Sunday. Must be nice. (laughs) Yeah. I got a lot going on, man. I almost like don't want to go on vacation. Like I just, (laughs) there's so many things that have gone wrong in the last like two and a half weeks. I'm just like, I don't, I I feel like I can't relax. um, Being, but anyway, um, Mm -hmm. August 7th, Bob Harris is going to be here to finish up our division previews with the NFC West. So looking forward to that one as well. And uh, that's it. I think I'm done. You got anything else to add? Uh, no. Finishing off this proper notch. Uh, double oh, any. Yeah. And nice. a, a New England IPA. So nice. cheers. Enjoy. All right. Good night, everyone. See you.